0: Please note, for
1: maximum picture quality, it may be necessary to adjust the tracking control on your VCR.
2: What do you think is more fun for kids than paying at a toll booth and going to a cartoon world made of puns and maths to just learn how much you like education and going to school? What a f- great adventure! This is Adjust Your Tracking, a podcast where we are on an adventure to watch a century of cinema, decade by decade, year by year. And I'm one half of your hosts, Liam Delaney.
1: And I'm Oliver Jones.
2: Hey, hello, Oliver. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> hello, Liam. I'm doing well. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, thank you. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm hungover today. But it doesn't matter.
1: You drank on a school night.
2: Oh, I did. I did. I drank quite a lot on a school night. It was not a good idea.
1: I actually I don't know can't. how it happened. I can't remember the last time I was hungover. And I think the last time I was hungover, I was with you, so.
2: (laughs) I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what, what, what this accusation is. The
1: last time I got drunk was actually your birthday. And I woke up the next day having spent £200 on eBay on a fucking Lego Batmobile. And I was like, oh, God. And I think that was our friend Pratesh egging me on while we were sitting there watching the NFL.
2: Oh yeah, right. Super Bowl, Super Bowl yeah. fun, yeah. Oh God, I forgot you bought that. How is the Lego Batman? Being uh, the deal? It's collecting Batman be. dust right now. I think. Oh good. How long <laughs> does it take to build it?
1: Um, well, like, cause I bought it pre-owned, so it, it it came with the instructions. But like, Lego comes in bags, so if you open the instructions, it says, okay, this this part is bag one. This is part okay. bag two. Mine was just all dumps in the box. <laughs> So, but luckily it was when I had my ear operation. So I just sat there categorizing all the, <laughs> all the parts. <laughs> I had nothing, you know, I had no work on. I wasn't allowed to leave the house. So uh, this was before quarantine. This was before, yeah. This and was then before as soon as, as they went, the you're allowed to go out now. It was quarantine, <laughs> so <laughs> got to go back in the house. Like,
2: Who knew you were just practicing I know. The, the rest of eternity?
1: Well, I'm an animator anyway, so we I've been practicing social distancing for like I
2: don't know. It's true. 15 it's years. True. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to being locked in a dark room and not talking to anyone. Sorry, I got distracted by breaking news on my phone. Oh,
1: what's the breaking news?
2: It's not interesting. It said it just said my gentle giant. It was the breaking news, and I was is like, is it a what's sequel
1: this? to uh, the Billy Crystal?
2: Billy Crystal. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, is a giant died or something? And it's not. It's about that police officer that was shot. So it's not fun at all. No.
1: <laughs> wasn't going back to Billy Crystal. Wasn't that that giant? I think wasn't he in? Was he the giant in Big Fish? Or yeah, he was,
2: he? wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. What's his name again? Ah, uh, uh, what is his damn name? I don't know. I do know it. He's the in beard, loads of yeah. stuff. It's not Albert Finney. It's not <laughs> Marion Cotillard. Is Marion Cotillard in that?
1: I was I was putting Andre the Giant in. That's not it. <laughs> No, it's definitely film.
2: not andre what's what the film called my
1: favorite giant no that's not a film <laughs>
2: <laughs> billy crystal's giant that's what that's what i'm googling <laughs> what's it called <laughs> billy crystal giant movie my giant
1: my giant
2: my giant oh my god starring i can't believe i can't find his name why is he not in the credits George Jorge Jorge is that
1: pronounce I'm that? loving the poster though have you seen the, have you seen the poster
2: that is a fantastic poster <laughs>
1: he's like holding him up like a ventriloquist puppet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> has anyone seen this film <laughs> I, uh,
1: Billy Crystal's an odd one like I really like Billy Crystal but he's been in a few like good films and then mm. a lot of films that I have never Absolute. seen or would not yeah. really care to see
2: I don't no, if I like... I like, you know, When Harry Met Sally, he's really good in it. I don't think you can argue with that. Princess um, Bride. Princess Bride, yeah, of course. I think Throwing I've Mama said before. from the Train. Oh god, I haven't seen that in so long. I mean, everyone, everyone's favourite Father's Day, of course. That's, do you know
1: what? Uh... I hate, do you remember they'd like to do promotion for that? They like cameoed in an episode of Friends? <laughs> yes. And it's the most painful <laughs> <It's> the... <laughs> cameo, and it's...
2: You know so they were just unfunny. on set, just going ah, just let them riff, go for it, go for it, Robin, go for it, Billy, just be really funny. We Robin's won't write doing anything his, for like, you.
1: His Jewish mom voice, like that he does in Mrs. Doubtfire. It's yes, just, it's he's, like, he's one of his voices. Yeah, like, uh, does he do gay as well? Maybe. Probably, I think he's a gay Jewish.
2: Yeah, that's that's an often one. <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> I do love Robin Williams though. And I do. Yeah, reason.
2: I do love Robin Williams. It's just you know, there's no reason we can't joke about the fact that some of his com- comedy really missed the mark often. <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: Well, a lot of 80s and 90s comedy was like that, wasn't it? Like Eddie Murphy yeah. and stuff like that. It was all a bit. It's not even that. So, it's just
2: his 90s. Robin's 90s output was just got weirder and weirder and weirder, really. Until, yeah, his like... films
1: got more childish.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got more childish and more like less fun to watch or anything like Mm. that and all the way down to rv which i don't know if, (laughs) which is just an atrocious film
1: that reminds me of just working in the video shop because it was one of those films we had to put on like you know you're told to put on to advertise it so people would rent it oh god really i've never i've never properly watched it but i could probably tell you everything that happens in it just because it (laughs) it was on in the background all the time but
2: it's a proper mum film rv yeah like just just whatever, whatever's at the video store, you can just grab. I can't believe that was, what was that, 2006? I guess video yeah, stores did ex- like. exist. When did you start working at the video store? Oh, God,
1: 2010. Oh, well. Wow. I, w- I worked there for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such an easy job. Just sat there and ate pick and mix all day. Oh, but God. It was a nuisance when the kids came in. Like, as soon as it was school running, the kids came in. And they were just stealing shit left, right, and centre. I mean I was stealing shit from their left, right, and centre as well. But you know, Yeah, it was yeah my but you had to, to be steal. there. <laughs> Two thousand
2: ten. Oh god. I just think of video stores are dying much more before that, but yes they do. Well
1: did. I remember I went to see Inception on the day that my last shift, so that's that'll that'll date it. There you go. Okay, yeah. That is So um uh, You went to what... go
2: celebrate by watching Inception.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i still haven't seen his new film yet i still haven't seen Tenet
2: yet no i haven't seen Tenet. i was gonna ask you actually if you've gone and gone and watched it but no i was tempted and i was thinking about it and now that all this kind of the cover cases have just gone mad Walked again up, yeah, yeah. i'm just not no i don't want to I, I can, I can i'm wondering
1: wait. if they're gonna kind of hold on to it in cinemas as long as they can or if they'll eventually if they'll just quickly release it on I don't
2: know. I think it's ever going to not showing at cinema. I think they're just going to keep it on the cinema <laughs> it's now be like because nothing else is going on. Yeah, it will be for the whole of 2020 and 2021, which just Tenant was playing.
1: Well, I don't. I don't even think Wonder Woman will come out in December now.
2: No, I don't think it will come out in December no, at it won't all. Happen. No, no, December's going to be very bad. I think for yeah. the, like. And what's the other one that uh, Bond as well was meant to come out? So that's, that's November. Pushed.
1: Yeah, they're still adamant about that, but again. I'd... <laughs> I
2: don't know. see it at all. The Oscars are going to be so weird this year. Yeah, <laughs> They're really going to be such an odd. What's year the number one
1: it? film? Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know.
2: Bad Boys Four, whatever it was. Bad Boys Three, whatever. Um, that film wasn't good. I zero that.
1: interest in watching that.
2: It was very boring. Very boring. I heard and...
1: that Will Smith's son is the villain in it.
2: Yes, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoilers. I would. I will spoil something about Bad Boys. So, sorry for anyone who doesn't want to hear about boys 3 spoilers. But um they kill Will Smith at like the beginning of the film. Wow. And then, like, and then he lives. But then it's like literally. Hang on, we, Wait, what, like, what? Hang
1: on. What how, what do you mean they kill him and then he lives?
2: Well, he dies, but they bring him back to life. Not okay. through fancy elements, but like, you know, like resuscitation. They get, resuscitation, yeah. He gets shot by a um by his son, I think <laughs> yeah. it is. Um,
1: it should have been younger Will Smith and they could have tied it into... Uh, yes,
2: it should have been a sequel.
1: To uh, your favourite Gemini, man.
2: My favourite Gemini, man. I loved Gemini, man. I don't know why everyone hated that. I had such a good time with it. I need to watch it. But um, yeah, so they... But Will Smith dies like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the film probably? It might be a little less than that. But it's too long in the film. It's too long in the intro to like do this big change. Uh, oh, it should have been and then, the t- first 10 minutes or something. Yeah, because then they do like six months later or a year later. They do, like, a year gap in the middle of the film, which uh. is just really fucking weird. Um, just so Will Smith can actually not be dead, you know, it can actually be, like, walking and stuff. So it's like, why the fuck did you do this, like, thing that really didn't make much of an impact at all?
1: They kind of did that in the new Fantastic Four film, where, like... Oh, God, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just kind of, I don't know, like half like an hour into a two-hour film they went six months later six months later yeah
2: i think it's such a weird thing to do in the middle of a film and it's if it has to be at the start if you're going to do that you can't just do it or like
1: at the epilogue just at the very end or something
2: totally yeah but i didn't like that at all and that really put me off the whole film because it then felt like kind of i had been watching flashbacks for like half the film which always annoys me
1: did you uh, did you miss the lack of Michael Bay in the film or do you not notice the difference or
2: I don't think you notice the difference too much. The two guys directing it do a good enough job. There's oh, I don't it know, it's, just, it's I don't know. It's very it's just very I don't know. It was very weird watching Bad Boys Three in the middle of like um police riots. Well, you know, right, the Black Lives Matter yeah, yeah. riots and stuff like that when they're such like shitty cops. Like they absolutely <laughs> are just like doesn't you know the rules don't matter to us and we'll shoot anyone without asking questions and like break every kind of law and stuff like that and you're they're meant to be the heroes and you kind of like in the middle of like all this kind of police brutality stuff i was watching it going i don't know if this is playing well anymore mm. this kind of this kind of attitude and the way we kind of glorify cops like this in films i don't think that's a good thing maybe i'm thinking too much into it but it certainly was in my head when i was watching the film constantly like so so
1: uh... Have you watched any of the films this week?
2: I watched a Nola Holmes.
1: <laughs> this I have zero interest in this, so sell it to me.
2: <laughs> it was really fun. I really enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, it's I've never read the books at all, but I love a good um kind of was, Victorian was Nola Sherlock Holmes.
1: From... In the original books or anything or not? Or is that a made-up character? I have no idea.
2: I don't know that. <laughs> that, I don't wait, know Like I
1: know he's got a brother, Mycroft or whatever Yeah, Mycroft's in the, in the book books.
2: Except they never portray Mycroft correctly in any media Whatsoever They always get Mycroft wrong when they do him in films Because Mycroft in the book is a big fat guy And he's meant to be more intelligent than Sherlock But they always Fry, play him as like A really thin kind of dumb guy Is what they always kind of portray Mycroft as
1: Well doesn't, but... he plays him in the Robert Downey Jr. ones, isn't it, isn't it God, Stephen I don't know Is it Stephen Fry?
2: Oh, is it? I haven't. I can't remember those films. So I'm pretty sure. Stephen Fry's good casting for Minecraft, actually. If they, if that is him.
1: Was it what was the the one called? I don't know. Sherlock Holmes Two. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's I think Shadows, isn't it? Dark of Shadows or.
1: Caroline fell asleep when we went to see that at the cinema. That's that was her review of the film. I
2: oh, don't blame her. Uh... Are you looking it up?
1: Yeah, it's Stephen Fry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is Stephen Fry that's good casting for Minecraft actually I do yeah. like that
1: um, so yeah so so it's good
2: yeah I really enjoyed it I had a really good time with it R- really fun like so it, we- you can tell that it was a film Netflix bought and it wasn't a film ne- they produced oh really like it was just a, it was cinema quality kind of thing um, which is a weird thing to say but you know I, you know what I mean and uh,
1: well, that's good
2: and it was yeah, I just really and I I would watch more Anola Holmes films, you know, like more cases or whatever. So I'm so guessing
1: like, they like um, what do you call like teen fiction? What's it called like? Uh, like young adult. Yeah, is Disney. it like that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Like yeah, yeah. It's it, she does a lot of, it's um, she does a lot of talking to the screen, like breaking the fourth wall oh, all the time. No. Okay. Um, like Adrian but Ball. It, Yes, like Adrian Mole, yeah, <laughs> but it worked actually for me. It has, and um, I thought Bonham Carter was really good in it, and I thought Henry Cavill was a really good Sherlock as well, so
1: really, okay, who plays mycroft in that one?
2: oh, it's um it's that guy, what's his name again it's that guy uh, uh Alex Garcia is it no, 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 no no, no Claf- no Clafflin? Claflin, calf Sam Clafflin. No idea he's in like that. hunger games and stuff, oh, okay, um, but yeah. He was pretty. He was alright. Minecraft, I guess. He was like bit...
1: I was saying to you. Like I saw the uh, like just you know, like promotional material for it, and like she looks so. I don't want to say she looks older now, but she looks like an adult. Millie right. Bobby Brown. Mini so Bobby I don't know Brown, how they're yeah. gonna do like Stranger Things series four or whatever. Now they look like they're all gonna look like adults. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she's only sixteen, isn't yeah, she? She
1: looks. She looks quite grown up.
2: Yeah, but I guess it's just how you style people, I guess. I guess so. I guess, so. I guess they'll just, probably make a look.
1: I still find it weird how like, old some kids look. Like, the way that... I don't know. I'm going on a weird tangent now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um, kids be never, kids. I've only seen season one of Stranger Things, so I don't...
1: Uh, you're not missing you know. out. It's the best one, I think. Like, it's... I'm. Don't get me wrong. I like a bit of nostalgia now and again, but I don't like it. Right. It's, it's just so forced and it's just ugh, I don't
2: know I get you I get you Yeah. I, I think um, I think I saw the first episode of season 2 and they were all dressed as Ghostbusters or something at the beginning of yeah. it I mean and you'd I think for me that late. would be my bread and butter yeah.
1: but I found it a bit grating
2: <laughs> <laughs> I found it a little grating too but I don't then, really know why
1: I think they would be better if they just condensed those down into films I really would if they were just like right. 2 hour, an hour and a half hour, 45 minutes films I don't know they'd be more interesting I think
2: that doesn't really that's not how like people make money anymore is it though Yeah, I like, know. you need to have those those series on Netflix and whatever and they cancelled bloody um, thingy bob oh, my brain is dead today this is going to be useless they think <laughs> it uh, Dark Crystal didn't they I like, did that that's to... a shame because yeah. that was really well done it was and I can't believe I only got one season and that's it I mean they...
1: we're lucky that we got that one season to be honest But um... it's
2: true but the amount of crap they push through to second seasons and stuff it's well, just it was... <laughs>
1: Going back to the last episode with Paul, like he was talking about how Netflix, was you saying, I don't know, either you or Paul were saying that they're not interested like past two or three series because yeah. once there's the drop off, they're not bothered, and they don't really care.
2: Yeah, the so, model basically just shows such a drop off that they don't care. Yeah. It's yeah. done its job by that point. It's got the subscriptions. That's yeah, all so they care about. You
1: probably wouldn't have got past series two anyway had it continued. True. So.
2: But it would have been nice, I always just think with these shows, at least with a film, you get the chance to kind of do your story. Um, with these yeah. shows, I think you get sold the idea that you can stretch your story out to how many seasons you want, basically, and it's not, it's not well, that's, happening, you know. Well,
1: that's the danger, though, isn't it? Unless you're guaranteed those two, three seasons so you can tell your yeah. story, then you should really aim to kind of maybe loosely set stuff up so it doesn't really matter if they're not paid off but they could yep. be bigger later on or just make sure you wrap up a story at the end of yeah i think What's, you should always um... aim to do that because that's the safest bet otherwise you just
2: dan Harmon had a rant that used to go on quite a lot on his old podcast was about the idea that um he's fed up of people uh setting their shows before the point they want to get to in the show so it's like, yes. you have like, now you have like two seasons of setup for the point of where they actually should have just started the show at, you know, like, but they like, no, we can't show this. We can't start there. We have to show how you get there first. And actually then as it twist and it was, you know, there's actually, you know, it's not actually this type of story. It's actually this story. It's like, just start with this story. Don't do well, all yeah, the setup stuff. If though. I
1: remember the, the first episode of Rick and Morty is just like, you're in this world and this is how it is.
2: Yeah, communities catch- like that he's, yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah he doesn't mess around like and he's a good writer so.
1: well it's like i remember when um the dark knight came out and everyone was like going, oh they should have set up harvey dent and then he turns at the very end and then in the third one he's the main villain. I'm like no because he's like what if that film never came to be do you know what i mean like yeah. just tell the story you want to tell in that one film like don't think about beyond
2: that. i was so happy that two faces in that film because that was a reveal wasn't it that yeah. wasn't in any of the marketing and i didn't yeah. know they were going to do it at all and i was so happy when they actually just did it instead yeah. of like years of just you know i hate this cameoing people in films in comic book films just this like oh we need a character here go into the big dictionary of marvel characters and pull out a superhero and just use that real name for this character Well like, though, the like argument
1: it, Everyone would be like, I oh, wasn't 2 Faced until the end of the film. It's like, what are you watching the film? Like he yeah. was 2 Faced the whole time. And <laughs> yeah, then yeah. and then when they did the Green Lantern, like the very end, like the end credits they tease um Oh God, what's his name? Old Pink Face. Uh
2: <laughs> Sinestro. <laughs> Sinestro, yeah. Old Pink Face. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, he's
1: like I guess he's the number one villain of Green Lantern, isn't he? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Sure. And like, I mean, it was cool that they have him as the mentor in the main f- in the f- in the film. Well, it wasn't a cool film. I'm not going to go there. But
2: um, I've actually never seen Green Lantern. I've never watched such it.
1: Surprise. <laughs> well, it, I'm not surprised because you're such a big Green Lantern fan that I think yeah. it, would, it would probably leave, your soul would die a little bit if you saw that.
2: <laughs> just it. One of the big things for me is because I don't care about Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. I really liked Kara. Yeah. So when it wasn't when they're not t- telling Kyle stories, I'm just like, oh, Greenland's boring. <laughs> well, I prefer Guy
1: Gardner as well. At least he's interesting. Yeah,
2: Guy Gardner's much more interesting. Even Jon like... Stewart's much more interesting. Kyle Jones is the worst one out of all of he's them by boring. far. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just a really boring guy. He's just like I'm a a I'm a I'm a good pilot and I'm a good white man. Like that's basically just his plot, but like, oh, I don't care about you. I don't care about boring pilot man. <laughs> I hate people like sometimes the characters can be too good at stuff like just and that's no you've got to
1: have flaws you can't you know yeah. get the, like, like even Superman has flaws
2: yeah like, yeah he does yeah. yeah he has loads of flaws that's what makes him a great character yeah that's... But... talking to Superman because like Henry Cavill really made me laugh on screen as Sherlock because he's such a huge person he's such a huge giant of a man well I've told to you I bumped like... into him into, yeah, his, yeah. into his pectoral and muscles. just to see him on screen he's just like so wide in that suit, <laughs> it's yeah, just...
1: he—he's kind of got that old. That's why I think he's a great Superman because he's got that. He's like proper barrel chested. He's like, yeah,
2: he is. Have you seen Fallout yet? You haven't, have you?
1: No, no. Like I said to you, like it's with the with the Fast and Furious films, like the Mission Impossible's are there with are up there. Like in, I've seen the first one and the yeah, second the one. Second one I hated, and then after that I couldn't be bothered.
2: The second so, one's kind of shit. I kind so. of like it with shit, but yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love. The Mission Impossible franchise. I hate he's... long-haired Tom Cruise. Oh God! You gotta love his long hair. You know That's what they basically his... sold the film on. That that he... haircut.
1: Apparently, in between each every film he makes, he grows his hair long because he never knows. He never knows like what his next film role is gonna call for. It's gonna call for long hair <laughs> or short. It's,
2: hair. it's gonna call for Tom Cruise, mate. We know. <laughs> <laughs> he's always looking stylish in the in the in Mission Impossible films. Whoever dresses him, I think, is really good. But like yeah, I was going to say about Henry Cavill because he's in Fallout. And it's really funny that on screen with Tom Cruise, they let Tom Cruise be small because you can't shoot it any other way. <laughs> like, And normally Tom Cruise doesn't let himself ever be shown as small on screen to anyone. But it's fucking Henry Cavill and the guy's massive. And yeah. if we see it, there's the bath- there's a bathroom fight scene that even if you just watch the bathroom fight scene, I recommend it because um, he's just so domineering on camera that I just I love watching Henry Cavill on camera. Something, like I think he just really does have presence to him. I'm not totally sure about his Superman, but I think I like he looks it. like well, Superman.
1: I don't, I don't think it's his fault. No, you
2: know. I mean, he, I guess he's... we'll talk about this next week, actually. But like, um, I, Jamie a bit of a. He's. I've never seen him do a role where he's really like, I don't know, lovely and charismatic and smiley. He's right. Okay, and, yeah. and I think. That he brings that to superman even though the script definitely brings it I don't, he doesn't he comes across as quite of a bit of a prick on screen <laughs> like, and i'm not sure if that's the energy superman should have really but
1: what do you mean he comes across as a prick in those superman just, films or just in films in general
2: i think films in general i think he just has that air about him i don't think henry cavill is i just think he has this air of like smugness or something about him on screen oh, okay. Fair um but and which works for like sherlock you know, and it works for, like, um, The Witcher. Massively works for The Witcher, I think. But I don't think it... I don't know. I don't think it works for Superman so much. Even though he really looks like Superman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, what have I, I... haven't really watched much recently. I've been listening to a lot of records, because last week was a good record day. Well, last Friday was a good record day. You got the new Deftones album. Oh. Which was pretty damn awesome. Good? Yeah, it's great. It's kind of like... Um, all the best parts of Death Tones just crammed together in one album. And instead of having, cool. like, you know, they'd normally have, like, this is our electric song, le- you know, electronica song. This is our chilled out song. This is a yeah, okay. really heavy song. Yeah. It's kind of. Every song has, like, a bit of. Oh, okay. Everything in it. And it's just, for me, it's awesome. And then there's another band uh, released an album called. Uh, the band's called Idols. Okay. And their new album's Wicked, and they're, like, a British kind of punk band. Cool. but They're kind of they've got kind of a different edge to them. They've kind of got a bit more of a modern, like, I'm trying to think there's a band called pigs, 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 pigs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I that. remember that. Yeah. And, um, a bit like, uh, Sleaford mods in there as well and stuff like that. And basically they're very kind of about change. So like very current in topics at the moment. So, you know, they talk about like toxic masculinity and kind of uh, you know racism and stuff like that and it's really good it's just like it's an album that I hope gets outdated in, a, in the best possible way
2: okay okay because okay. it's
1: because you know what they sing about it's really important that we kind of change change that and yeah but uh, like I uh, hope that we do so this album becomes outdated
2: <laughs> sure sure I, I'll, I'll check it out definitely actually I've been looking but yeah for really good music. um I've been listening to the new Bright Eyes Tunes, which I, I really love. Yeah, there's I really, really love it, actually. I've, I've missed them. I've missed them doing new music. Even though Connor Oberst has never stopped making yeah, music, yeah. but just I've missed Bright Eyes.
1: Apparently, Sufjan Stevens has released a new record as well. He has.
2: It popped up in my Apple Music. I haven't listened to that, actually. But I'm, I'm popped up in my sh- Apple Music.
1: I'm pretty sure the Eels have got one on the horizon.
2: <laughs> really? He always releases albums.
1: No, he hasn't released one in about four... F- four years i don't know he'll he'll have like a good long span of no records and then within the space of a year he'll release like
2: start pushing them all here's five yeah (laughs) yeah here's my double album and there's this and yeah
1: i'd like because i love the eels but i'd rather he curated them so like just just cherry pick your best ones
2: sure sure he's just yeah yeah like i know what you mean some of his albums are like that really yeah like there's quite a lot of just I'm, filler's a bit rude, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, like, is that I it? it watched, then? You haven't no, watched I have not watched.
1: A, I watched a film. I watched the Invisible Man.
2: Ooh. Oh, did you? I really like that. The new yeah. one.
1: Yeah, I think it was just a really solid kind of tense horror film. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think it fell apart a bit for me towards the end. I thought the ending was a bit lame. Sure.
2: But like, That's there was funny. a
1: scene in the in the hospital where, like, spoilers, like, her character gets san- sac- sanctioned, sanctioned. Yes. And, um, yes. Like the the Invisible Man's in the in there with her basically, yeah. and like so he's ba- he's not he hasn't got like he hasn't drank a potion or had like been zapped by lightning or whatever. He's <laughs> he's just got like a suit with like hundreds and thousands of cameras on.
2: And, when does uh, the Invisible Man get zapped by lightning? I can't
1: remember what happened to him. <laughs> like what is it?
2: <laughs> I think it's just potion, isn't it?
1: Is it? Yeah. Because Holo- was Hollow Man meant to be Invisible Man?
2: Yeah. yeah, was, yeah or Was Hollow Man got meant the same to be name thing? No, Hollow Man's got the same name as the Invisible Man. Why would
1: they call it Hollow Man then?
2: Because it's cool. I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> we it's for fucking... your
1: birthday one Yeah, I remember we did... that's what we did.
2: <laughs> that film's very rapey. Talking of rapey films. Ugh, yeah, but he's rape. a villain in that film,
1: though. Like, well, I mean, he's a villain in yeah, yeah. Molden, but like, well, actually, he wasn't in uh, the John Carpenter one.
2: Oh God, memoirs, memoirs, of Invisible yeah. Man. Yeah. I used to love. I used to watch that film a lot. That's a, a good a film.
1: Lot. I enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Chevy Chase as the Invisible Man. And that was yeah. such
1: a weird casting.
2: That's such a bizarre casting. And it wasn't funny at all, was it? It's an absolute just Yeah.
1: It was bizarre. God,
2: I forgot about that film. Yeah, like um the Invisible Man is meant to be a villain, yeah. He's a he's always been a villain. And I guess like... he's
1: a hero in the League of uh, Extraordinary Gentlemen, isn't he?
2: Not in the book.
1: Is he not in the book? I can't remember.
2: No. I, um, spoilers and for the book, but he um, is a rapist in the book. And, is he? And okay. Hyde um, uh, rapes him to death in the book. That's Hyde Andy rapes Little him? Man. Yeah. As in Jekyll and Hyde. Hyde.
1: <laughs> I guess that Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, that book is doesn't mess around. So that <laughs> wasn't in the feature film with Sean No, Ford. no. That wasn't in the Connery classic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so bad that it caused Connery to quick out acting yes. but, um back to the the new invisible man um yeah just the the scene in the hospital where like she's trying to escape and um he's like killing all the guards and stuff i thought it was really well done like yes. especially for like a low budget film it looked great yeah
2: well. i i think i said it to you originally when i watched it it's one of the best thrillers i've seen in years like yeah. actual thriller well, I Element was doing that, like, you it.
1: know, you, you know, when your legs just bounce up and down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that like tense.
2: Just that tense nervousness of it all. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And the guy who plays like her friend, the cop, he's been cast as Hawkman, hasn't he? In um,
2: Oh, in yes, he has Adam recently. Movie. Yeah, that'll be. He'll be a good Hawkman. Yeah, talking yeah, definitely. Of one archaeologist to another archaeologist. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be a good Hawkman if they go with the Carter Hawkman. Anyway, I don't know if they'll go with. There's a lot of Hawkman's complicated. <laughs> He's one of those characters we best not think about, really. Um, yeah, we should probably introduce the show. <laughs> like, like, 40 minutes in or something. Um, yeah, we finished our 1970s series, uh, the main films, and we're just going to do a couple of wrap-up, wrap-ups to the series, like we always do. And um, we figured we always kind of try and look at, like, influencers and things like that. And there's a huge influencer in the world of animation who um, that has a film come out in the 70s, his only feature film. Um, yeah, which is Chuck Jones, who and uh, he released a film this year called uh, The Phantom Tollbooth. Follow Butch Patrick on a fantastic trip through The Phantom Tollbooth,
1: where nothing is real but your imagination.
2: To Dictionopolis, where words are weird. Words in a word are fantastic. You can hint them, you can say them, you can print them, you can pray them, emphasize them, and despise them. <laughs> Digitopolis, where figures are freaky. Numbers can be added to, subtracted from, divided into, multiplied by, crossed out, and
1: erased. Climb the mountains of ignorance, where dreams
2: become nightmares. We have nothing to worry about. And the monsters are magnificent. It's the gelatinous giant. Pass through the phantom toll booth and into the magic world of your mind. Rated G. So um, yeah, Chuck Chuck Jones. So like, honestly, I'm gonna lead it, it giving to you. Really, oh, like God. T- tell me <laughs> about tell me about Chuck Jones. Who is he?
1: Well, Chuck Jones was born in 1912. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's just like one of the. I wouldn't say he's the godfather of animation, but he's mm. he's one of the most famous animators, especially looking at the, you know, the classic Warner Brothers Looney Tunes Mary Melody's yeah. kind of era of of um films like his style is all over those like yeah and um you know later on i mean we'll talk about you know his career but you know later on he moved on to he, he kind of got fired from warner brothers i think
2: yeah i wanted to ask you about that because uh as far as i can tell what it was because when he was at warner Bros he invented you know like bugs bunny dafty duck Wily e. coyote roadrunner um yeah. peppy Pew um porky pig um Just, you know, all those kind of characters. And uh, he gets fired from Warner Bros., I think, for moonlighting. Yes. So I I think he was work. he must have been working elsewhere at the same time as Warner Bros. And they cancelled his contract. Which he then moved on to um,
1: MGM, I think.
2: MGM, yeah. And MGM, basically, all his cohorts then left Warner Bros. to come onto MGM (laughs) because they just wanted to work with him. And then not good for, for Warner Bros.
1: Well, I think a lot of animators at the time, they liked his, like, ethos and how he worked because I think he helped create the union, especially, like, uh, Warner Brothers. So, you know, animators were treated fairly. You know, they kind of got, you know, sick pay. They kind of got insurance, you know, health insurance and all that kind of stuff. Although he didn't know because of his position. He wasn't entitled to that, which is really...
2: That was good of him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good of him.
1: Um, But, like, I think he was... When he started at Warner Brothers, I think he was under the, I think he was like put under Tex Avery was like the big shot okay. of animation at the time. And I think he yeah. kind of worked under Tex Avery. And then there was another, like another famous animator that he kind of, at the same time he was with, uh, what's his name? It's know. not Bob Clampert, is it? Bob Clampert, yeah. And they had yeah. kind of like a, um, not a rivalry, but a lot of people sure. weren't fan fond of Bob Clampert.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: because he was a bit of a showboat and he took people credit for people's ideas and stuff. And I think, like, (laughs) like, so, like I said about uh, Chuck Jones, he was all about fairness. And yeah, because obviously he helped start the union. So he he didn't like that. And uh, I think it's very telling when he, I think he helped compile a Roadrunner like feature film, which was compiled of like loads of shorts. Yes. I think he refused to use any of. Bob comfortforts work <laughs> really yeah.
2: God yeah that I can't remember that, that roadrunner film did yeah it's the only other thing that you can kind of call a um a feature film from him but it's not really a feature film so I'm not this...
1: sure if that has like reworked um segments so like they they like basically reanimated segments and stuff like that was oh sure yeah there was definitely I know they did that with the Tom and Jerry that he worked on so yeah because I think they, they wanted to kind of... A lot of the old Tom and Jerry had a lot, a lot of racism in there, didn't they? Like yeah. the woman, like the maid or whatever, that was sort of kind of always chasing them around. So they yeah, kind of yeah, changed yeah. it to like a, a, a woman. Oh, so they, did, re, so they, they? reanimated yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And
2: I love uh, the fact that instead of just you know, not character characterising her... As the way that you know that stereotype, they just made her white rather than just not doing it with a black yeah, woman, yeah, yeah, they could have done it as a black woman, <laughs> just not, <laughs> just not, but made it racist, like <laughs> too difficult. I,
1: I have a feeling as well going back to um, the episode I did with James where I talked about um, Ray Harryhausen working under Frank uh, Capra.
2: Okay, yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that. Chuck Jones along with Dr. Zeus, they worked with Frank Capra as well, on like yeah. educational army cartoons and like, you know, how to use certain oh, weapons right. and stuff like that. So it's quite funny that how the worlds of Ray Harryhausen and Chuck Jones, like, cross over in that crossover. Cross over, of, yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. I think because um, talking about Tom and Jerry, I find that really interesting as well, because you know why they brought him on to do Tom and Jerry. Do you know kind of the history of Tom and Jerry with that? I might be getting this a little bit wrong, but think it's right because i know it from simpsons and that's where all my knowledge comes from (laughs) but if you if you remember the episode of simpsons where they lose itchy and scratchy and they get um a cartoon called worker and parasite it's a cat (laughs) and a mouse and they're drawn as like triangles and they just kind of bounce up in the air with like three kind of animation frames going and um that's a joke on the fact that during this time period before Chuck Jones took over Tom, 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 Tom and Jerry, Tom Jones, <laughs> um, they MGM had given Tom and Jerry to a Czech animation house. Um, oh, okay. And uh, and they were they, which obviously was Soviet at the time. So like that, like they had this Soviet like Tom and Jerry coming out for a number of years that had really crashed Tom and Jerry's popularity. And, uh, okay. And that's why they brought him back on to kind of revolutionise it again and make it popular again, which I guess he did, because we all know Tom and Jerry still. <laughs> well, I
1: guess as well, it was working at MGM is how he kind of got uh, the role of producing the uh, the film that we're talking about, Phantom Tollbooth, because that's an MGM yeah. film as well, isn't it?
2: It is, yeah. So basically what kind of happened is after he did the Tom and Jerry films, he worked on... Because um, he did... The Doctor Seuss films, so he did like um, Horton Here's a Who and Grinch, the Grinch Stole Christmas. Do you know what? I've uh, never seen the Grinch one. Haven't you? No. God, we could watch it for the sixties. We could do. Like, could do. Or we could do. Christmas episode. Christmas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, Grinch was like sixty-six, um, and Horton Here's a Who was seventy. But in nineteen sixty-five, he did the animation, The Dot on the Line, which um, it's, it's the same writer, isn't it? It's yeah, just... it's the exact same writer, Norton Juster. And yeah. he obviously won the uh, the um the only Academy Award he ever won was for the dot on the line.
1: I think he got a. I think he was nominated for other ones for like. Yeah, I think his, he was like, nominated
2: for eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. for
1: like his Warner, you know, his Merry Melody Looney Tunes yeah. shorts. And I think, Which is he, like got, I think that he got. He never a won one as well. He did.
2: He, in 1995. They gave him a lifetime achievement. Yeah. One. Like, yeah, it was one of the ones they they're kind of like we should have given you this years ago. Like, I don't <laughs> know why like why we haven't got better than this.
1: But it was a bit, I tell you what, though, it's amazing how, like, he he was working up until, like, two years before his death, I think.
2: God, really?
1: And uh, I think, because I've got a massive Looney Tunes box set that's kind of, like, comprised mm. of, like, 10, like, 10 set not 10 discs, it's kind of got, like, 40 discs in it or something. God. But I think it's got some of his unfinished work that they finished, like, several years later and, uh, like, in the 2000s. Oh, wow. they're on there as well, yeah.
2: I never, you know, like, it's really silly of me, but I never really realised they still made uh, Looney Tunes stuff. Or they kind memory. of
1: do. I mean, like, a lot of it went online, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but, I've, you know, obviously you've got Space Jam 2 coming out this year, or well, supposed to be <laughs> this point. year, next year or next year Good point. But, yeah, he also worked on, like, um, uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch.
2: He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did.
1: Daffy, Duck, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny sequence in that. Like he worked on Stay Tuned as well.
2: Oh did, god, did he?
1: And he did that great little animated uh intro to Mrs. Doubtfire where Robin Williams is voicing the uh the bird. Oh, of
2: course that's him. Yeah. yeah of yeah. course it is. You can tell that's Chuck. Oh, 100%. Chuck Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that kind of the way they draws eyelids and stuff like that is always yeah. the same. Oh, that's really cool.
1: But anyway, going
2: back to dot on the line. Oh yeah, yeah, dot on the line, yeah. Which is um, I mean, you've seen dot dot on the line, haven't you?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I've yeah, it's it. classic. It's.
2: I've I never well, I must have seen it before, but I didn't remember it, so I did actually watch it recently. Um, and it's, it's literally is just a film about like an animation with with a dot and a line in it, like and the uh the line fancies a dot. And the dot rather would ha- rather hang out with a kind of squiggly line instead. Yeah. So, so and the squiggly lines all like groovy and and sixties and stuff like that and hippie and the the lines like a like a yeah it's boring and the line slowly learns how to manipulate himself and make interesting geometry and shapes and it's bizarre it's very bizarre. There's it's definitely a bit like...
1: some of that in this in the film as well that we're going to talk about like that. Kind yeah. Of stuff going on.
2: It's it's I I get the feeling um the author, Norton Juster, is the kind of like writer who would hate the fact that I do like a an arts degree or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like like unless you're doing engineering, you're not like a real person at all. Yeah, he's I, got, I, get, it, I get that kind of expression from yeah, him.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: hundred percent. But the dollar line is inventive as hell. For an animation, it really does it is really remarkable actually. I don't know how so it would work as a book. I, honestly No, I, mean... I do not. No.
1: But um, it, but it, what's crazy is that. So obviously that film wins an Oscar, mm. but he hated Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah,
2: I I I know. Yeah, which I can't imagine it's that much different to the book. But I know, like with Dark the line, I know like it's people like um, Gendi Tartoski. I think he's oh, yeah, always yeah. he's always said that, that 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 kind of animation is stuff that's always inspired him. To, well, you to, can tell like the, the way work.
1: he. The way he simplifies his subjects yeah. sometimes, and like how minimalistic sometimes that goes, and
2: yeah, uh, and he, he, he almost he almost strives for that minimalism in his cartoons now and again, just to get over the the smallest point possible. And I think you can really tell that.
1: Apparently, they've been trying to remake the Phantom Toll Booth. I up until fairly recently.
2: I don't know why. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so here we go. it says, Juster had no input into the adaptation and has expressed his hatred for the film interview. It was a film I never liked. I don't think they did a good job of, on it. It's been around for a long time and it, it, it was well reviewed, which also made me angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, I think it was meant to come out in 1968. Yeah, of- I
2: was going to say there's a little controversy about, like, we, we are covering this for a 70s film, but it did get released in the 70s, yeah. 1970, but it was meant to be released around 68, I think. And I think the title card says 68 as well. Does it? I think I noticed that. But, you know, like whatever.
1: Well, I guess that's just the production date or something, I
2: guess. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. But um, Sorry. it's the, the Phantom Tollbooth is weird. Like, yes. it's, oh, and I, <laughs> I find this, there's, I won't put it all on the 70s or 60s, but I, there is a point in animation where I think things, they things get a lot more, there's some sort of modernisation in the kind of presentation of cartoons, I think, at some point. Um, I mean,
1: let's just say, the animation is it is fantastic, it is, yeah. you know, you can't fault the animation in it, but like, as you say, the presentation of it is Yeah, it's very, it's kind of dated.
2: It's really, it really felt like the film was talking down to me all the time, like, and that's not very appealing. I think as a child, Uh, like you, you don't want to feel like your kind of fun cartoons are like telling you off. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't know how it would appeal to kids. This film, personally, no, it's like, it's what's the kind of word? What's like all those kind of like rhymes and. You know all the clever puns with words. The puns, and yeah. It's a l- a little goes a long way for me with that. Yes. And so, like yes. you know, this film's very similar to like Labyrinth, which you know, yeah, yeah, and which has a bit of it in with like you know the knockers and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of do the riddles and stuff. But it's no, not you're the right. whole way through the film.
2: It's not. Um, yeah, it's not. And, like much like
1: Labyrinth, you kind of have Hoggle who comes along on the adventure. He's a bit of a grumpy kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of... And then in this, you have the humbug.
2: And yes. Then,
1: and I guess it's very similar to like Wizard of Oz as well.
2: Yeah, it, I was going to say that it, in in Japanese animation, these things are called um, isaki. I think you pronounce it, okay. um, which are big business in Jap- in like um, in anime now and manga. And that's the idea. It's accidental travel, is the genre. Okay. So it's like so it's like a normal person being transported to or, you know, reborn or trapped in a parallel universe or like a fantasy world.
1: Well, a lot of so, Miyazaki's work, I guess, is like that. Part. Yeah, spirited I was going to say,
2: away Spirited away, away is totally that. Like, um, but that
1: doesn't talk down to kids, though, I don't think. No, That's, no.
2: The difference between is. the way this tries to, like, tell a child about what's important and what they should worry about and the way that Miyazaki does the similar sort of messages is such a different presentation. Yeah. It's like light years differently. Like, and Miyazaki knows how to get to a kid's level and actually talk to them. And this is absolutely, it feels like, you, you know, your teacher yelling at you because you wanted to, because you're just bored. Well, and like, I, I feel like
1: I do a lot of videos for this um, nursery nurse uh, mm. place around Sutton and Birmingham. And they kind of, their ethos is that you have no plastic toys and everything is kind of like a found object because it's all about, you know, kids kind of picking up a t- cardboard tube and that cardboard tube can be anything. Where yeah. Opposed to like having a car like a plastic uh, uh, car park that's only got one use. Do you know what I mean? It's like a limited, re- it's like a closed resource. But yeah. Like their thing is that they, whenever they talk to a ch- child, they won't stand up and talk to the child. They will like okay. always come down to their eye level. And yeah. I think that's kind of this film is the equivalent of standing above them and talking yeah. to them. Whereas Absolutely. Miyazaki, he's like, I'll come down to you and I'll talk to you on your level.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you know I mean? like Miyazaki's, Miyazaki's ethos with just... Because um, he thinks films are awful for kids. <laughs> but he thinks that should people, kids should watch one film a watch. year and it should be mine. Yeah, he <laughs> should only watch one film a year and it should be my film. And that's how he com- goes to make a film. And that's why he's such a hard person to work for. You get the impression when you think about working for Miyazaki that um, he accepts nothing but the ultimate, like, perfection. Well, and he like,
1: kind it, of chastised his own son, didn't he? After he yeah. did *Tales of Earth*, took the <laughs> Which film away from actually not him. a bad. She's not a bad. It's thing. all right.
2: Yeah, but it's not Miyazaki's all right. Like, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's not what to we do fair, at Ghibli. Like, yeah.
1: You kind of you do want that attitude that you don't want to make a, any film you make should be I'm putting my best foot forward. Sure. And I, do you know what I mean? You should always have that mentality. But I think Miyazaki kind of really believes that. Though, John. <laughs> really believes it. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's an argument for me at sometimes, you know, you're just, you know, just writing a story. You're just getting a few, you know, playing around with something. You're just having a bit of fun. It's not like the most serious thing in the world that this has to be perfect. I think um, like there's that kind of idea to creating stuff as well, rather than just having to like push the, you know, you don't have to always push the boulder uphill. And sometimes you can just have like play with it a little bit. But I found this quote, by the way, I was going to say when you said about him hating the film. Uh, there's a uh, there's there's characters that are not in the 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 um the cartoon at all, and okay. one of them is these um triple demons of compromise they're called, and they're in the book they're described as one being short, one being fat, and one being tall and thin. No sorry, one being short and fat, one being tall and thin, and the third one looking exactly like the other two is the way it's written in the book.
1: God, how do so you do al- that in animation?
2: <laughs> yeah, how can you possibly do that in animation? It's almost like Justa, the writer, just went out of his way to write something that's unfilmable, really. And like, and the fact that Chuck Jones and also the other directors in this uh, actually managed to get a actual visual kind of cartoon out of this is actually really good. But I think it does explain maybe why Justa didn't like the film, because... I think it's never gonna be whatever he was writing
1: yeah it's like dave gorman tried to write a book that was about a color that didn't exist and he like it's about (laughs) a war over this new color that's created which you know you can't imagine a new color so like how would you like like that kind of thing how would you put that on screen it's just impossible Uh, it's a
2: lot like a lot of um discord stuff like there's a lot of jokes in discord that work because it's a book it doesn't work any other way like the footnotes even like the footnotes yeah, yeah. are a big part of of discworld and you just, it, translating that for screen doesn't work it's almost pointless really
1: yeah but like the character design is is impec- like it's fantastic and like the backgrounds I love the are amazing designs. it's just like there was
2: one in particular i loved um which, which character was that trivium which one was that? um it's the demon at the end who tries to distract you with trivial tasks and he's kind of got no face. And he's got like a floating head. Oh, yeah, head. yeah. He's this floating. Go- yeah, that's thought was. Yeah, like I thought it was a really good design. And I wondered if that's where the metal band get their name from, Trivium.
1: Probably. Let me have a look.
2: <laughs> but I—that was the my favourite character design in the whole thing. Like, well, there's
1: a band called the Phantom Tollbooth. Is there? Apparently so. Well, when I, when I googled it, like I actually went to the Phantom Toll Booth band Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, I mean, Trivium is. It's a Latin word for trivium which means the place where where three roads meet. Huh. Huh. Okay. So, there you go. You studied yeah, Latin okay. at school? You went to a posh school? I
2: did. I did so many years of Latin, Ollie Like so <laughs> many. I did like what I don't know, five years in high school and then I did a year at university as well. Um and I don't know single. Beer Latin. I don't know how to read it, pronounce it, do anything with it. I've no nothing, like nothing sunk in at all.
1: There you go. Trivia means a place where three roads meet. There you go. There
2: we go. I'll use that. Yeah, I use that all the time. I was gonna say, like, we haven't described but the plot basically is this young boy, Milo, is depressed um and he kind of it's like it's really it's episodic he basically goes to this land beyond and he meets all these kind of weird characters in on his way to get to a castle to save like the land that's basically the film I yeah think. i mean like
1: we said a lot of those films are kind of like that like so like labyrinth they'll kind of she'll go to the different realms where she picks up a new character that kind of joins the journey yeah like and, yeah um, like a lot of fancy films do this. It's kind of quite video game in a way. Like here's the, yeah. here's the, uh, oh the Doldrums level. Here's the yeah third yeah. Level, here's the picture level, and then
2: you know totally. You like, can even like imagine it as a cartoon rather than a film because you could just do do each one as a different episode easily. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. totally. So like uh, I like the fact that so basically after he's at, it starts off with him at school, and does. he's obviously kind of not interested.
2: I okay. hate the music so much <laughs> no, in the no. start of this film. <laughs> it's
1: so that it's the kind. If I didn't know it was an animated film, I would have turned it off. Yes, it's it's yes. that horrible twee so... kind of sixties kind of almost like late fifties sixties kind of fairy yeah. fairy tale. But it's kind it's
2: of, very flower power. Yeah, and it's like funny. yeah, with, like just like it's like um now oh, there's scenes in like asterisks. Cartoons that have similar sort of music its what I'm thinking of, but like it's very just like, um, like you can imagine like a like 12, 12 like women just go like singing together with like some, yeah. some twangy music in the background and stuff. It's but it's like just it, like
1: it's full of lots of zoom in shots of like wide, like uh, wide shots that zoom into Milo or he's on a just it's, it's a long sequence of him just walking or just sitting know. on the tram apparently um chuck jones is one of, is on the tram
2: okay i didn't like that yeah he's very recognizable as well chuck jones i'm surprised yeah, yeah. i didn't see him because he's you know he's big glasses and normally has like a bow tie or something doesn't he like yeah right like, but, um, but like yeah milo is like he's he, milo the kid kind of looks like ah uh, he's the he's like like little ronnie howard i was just you know, gonna was, say like, little
1: ronnie <laughs> He's that kind of yeah, that kind of level of that kind
2: of kid. You can imagine him like in a lassie episode he, or something. He's like kind of that, got
1: like. his his jeans are kind of like ride a little bit high up so he's got his little high yeah. tops on and stuff like that. And um
2: like proper Billy Batson kind of thing. I'll like.
1: tell you another you know, film this reminded me of. I guess it's like the Page Master a little bit.
2: Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely actually.
1: Yeah. But Pagemaster, like I think the art style in that is hasn't aged as well. It kinda of looks a bit I know.
2: Uh, there's, well, there's an ear I of like some nineties yeah.
1: animation that kind of hasn't. Aged I kind
2: of well. know the page master much better from the video game, right? <laughs> <laughs> it made so much more. But again, game like than it.
1: I think that film was like the first like five minutes is live action and the last.
2: Yeah, is I think so. Action, you got mode. like kind of Christopher Lloyd in it, maybe yeah. in the live action bits. But yeah, um, it's uh, he's how I I have that. How does he have such a long journey to school? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like he, got, he needs to get like three trams and a bus and like walk over four hills to get to school each day or something. It's it's bizarre. And, the, and I did like the goats though. He just feeds some goats. I like that. You know, that you know my who favorite.
1: plays um, Milo?
2: Um, I don't.
1: So his name is Butch Patrick, and he was in the original Munsters as uh, is it Eddie Munster, the little wolf boy
2: oh my god okay yeah yeah yeah.
1: that's that's who plays him i swear at some point in the film his voice breaks because there's a bit later on where his voice sounds very different (laughs) i don't know whether they got another kid to voice it or something just (laughs) just just for like a one sequence it just changes and i'm like that does not sound like that the same
2: (laughs) maybe he just broke that day his voice is breaking a little bit and they just didn't have time to reshoot it
1: but like so as soon as he gets home and he gets one biscuit out one bit who gets one biscuit out <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's such a depressing yeah, bored one kid like so boring. and his home looks like a lobby of like a hotel yeah, it's like it?
1: um so yeah his phone rings and it's his friend ralph
2: oh yeah 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 I yeah i love yeah. the
1: quote from um, chuck jones apparently he said like he had to be called ralph because um if he was called um like steve or mike they would have called with something to do but then he goes, <laughs> Ralph just sounds like a wet tennis shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, another kid that's just like Milo, just kind of like a bit of a... <sighs>
2: the. Yeah, they have the world's most boring conversation on yeah. the phone. Like, they just moan about, having, like, it's so useless learning and, and, and having knowledge and doing homework. It's the worst. Yeah. Like, and, the, <laughs> and the kid's like, yeah, it's the worst. There's no rhyme or reason to life. And no... Uh... <laughs> and then all
1: of a sudden he hears a noise and then he goes into his hallway and there's a big red parcel. It's his
2: bedroom. I know it looks like a hallway. It's oh, is it his it's bedroom? Be, yeah, it looks it's like got a, a bed in it. It looks like <laughs> it's not a kid's room. It's not, No one should live in this room. It's like, it looks like a little prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a big present appears, doesn't it? Like.
1: But I do like this sequence. It kind of reminded me of the Joe Dante sequence in the Twilight Zone movie, like that. Kind oh of... yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah.
1: And so, like, it kind of unwraps itself and kind of wrecks like a toll booth in his, in his yeah. Bedroom. I and just then, like, like, I, I just like how like... the car pops out, and it kind of transforms as he stands on. And he's spinning around, and it's kind
2: of. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: It transforms around him. What are you
2: gonna say? I just like the the whole idea of. Making it a toll booth is so funny to me. It's it's like a, such a boring. It's thing, the ne- like. like
1: the Phantom Toll Booth, does not sell this film really. Anything, like it's no. like anything else would have been a better name.
2: You're almost anything else. Like yeah, honestly, like I don't even know why he has to. He even pays to go through the toll booth. It's that like rigorous. <laughs> that...
1: But I did like the sequence though, where he drives through one side and then he, yeah, he's animated on the other side. And he keeps... It, it goes on for way too long, though. It does go on for it's a like few beats too long, It's like about three yeah. minutes, and you're like, come on now, and just...
2: <laughs> and then he doesn't even drive all the way through. He backs out again, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. And then I like, tell him to hurry up, so then he drives.
2: Yeah, as a go at him. He basically gives him a car and tells him to go, like, and but, like, have an adventure.
1: I love the mixture of live action and animation. It's, like, why I've done it a lot in my films yeah? and that. But, I, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is one of my favourites because it, yeah. it does it perfectly. Perfect. I was quite impressed that this was.
2: I like it. I don't like I was quite impressed that this was 1970 or whatever, 1968, wherever they made it. But yeah, but they...
1: don't forget, that was kind of like all the thing in the 60s. So you had Mary Poppins, you had Bed Knoll, oh, Sticks. And I'm yeah, sure there true. was some others in it. Peach Dragon, or was that the 70s? I
2: can't remember when Peach Dragon came out.
1: But anyway, there was like a string of films that were kind of live action animated. Some, time- uh,
2: somewhere along the day, they worked out how to do this and it became yeah. a thing. Yeah.
1: But they had been um, doing it in, like in way back in the thirties and the twenties and stuff like they'd always they they had been doing it for a long time.
2: Yeah, they had been probably. But it's it, it looks good though. Yeah,
1: yeah. It just like as I said, it just went on for way
2: too long. For way too long. It's just it's so like there's something about seventies like like writing for kids they so like or even sixties whenever it came out, it's so like just not fun or it's just like trying to make learning fun or trying to present rules but in a fun way or something well, and it's, it's just
1: it's awkward because by the time you get to the 90s and like maybe nowadays it's just all about selling stuff then yeah so yeah, it's, you've yeah either this either isn't got trying this, to sell got a thing the, yeah. you've either got it's too highbrow kind of looking down them or it's just trying to sell stuff and there's no like mid-ground there's a few no, I mean, that yeah. get through that kind of are just great and on their own terms, and then a lot of them is just either talking down or just trying to sell shit.
2: Yeah. So... <laughs> Did you um? It, uh, the whole time I was watching this, all I could think about was that Simpsons episode where um, like uh, it's it's you. Know, I think yeah, they need a replacement for Itchy and Scratchy, and they show this episode, this cartoon called um, an the amendment to be, okay. uh, which is, it's like a um, it's. Like, a, it's a scroll sitting on the, ca- like, seats of Congress or whatever it's singing a song to this kid about, like, being an amendment about how to become a law and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, um, I've been singing this song in my head since then, like, it's, like, because I just couldn't stop thinking about this episode. And I found out that, like, the short in Simpsons is based on something called Schoolhouse Rocks, which I'd never heard of. And Schoolhouse Rocks was basically this, like, a TV show that was just full of these, like, making... And like learning is fun, kind of cartoons for kids. Uh, So like this, this joke in The Simpsons is literally an episode of The Schoolhouse Rocks about how a bill becomes a law or something. (laughs) And it just, I just couldn't stop thinking of that all the way through this. So it felt like very similar worlds. Like,
1: well, like so when he, when he, when he's like he's driving through and he decide well basically he, he gets this map doesn't he so he gets to choose where his destination is anyway, that's right well I want to go yeah to the, the, the top is
2: very insistent isn't it like
1: yeah you you can't leave until you know where you're gonna go yeah
2: like it's
1: like that's 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 quite bad though it's like saying you can't find your own way it's saying you must know yep. your direction you must I know agree where you're I going.
2: think a lot of the messages in this film are bad yeah I think a kid yeah. <laughs> like I don't think they're good things to teach kids yeah but like this yeah. is probably like seventies kind of parenting though. Just oh, fucking yeah. go out and discover your go out and drive a car. <laughs> I don't know, like, pull you pull up by your bootstraps and get sorted. Like
1: But anyway, he's driving around and he, he's met by this police officer who is kind of like he's got wheels for legs.
2: Yes, he does. That yeah. is Officer Shortshift, I yeah. think his name was. Yeah. That's the first kind of person you meet and he's uh, yelling at him for something. I don't know why he pulls him over.
1: Why does he pull him I am not gonna lie, I watched this like two days ago and a lot of it has left my
2: mind. <laughs> but uh, Short Shift is voiced by Mel Blank. Um, well, I mean he, he voices
1: a lot of characters. There's one later on where he's like this weird Rubik's cube kind of thing and he just sounds I like love that Blanc. character. But it yeah. just sounds like Bugs Bunny.
2: It just sounds like Bugs Bunny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Mel yeah Mel Blanc voiced I don't know every cartoon yeah, character Pugs you Bunny know. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like anything, name a cartoon character. Do you know voice, what though?
1: Like it? apparently, like there's only been like four or five people who've ever voiced Bugs Bunny. It's kind of like an like oh. a thing that's passed down. So like someone will like I think Billy West may have done it for like 10, 15 years, and then like so it passes on to to one person a bit. I think Sesame Street kind of do the same thing as well. Like where someone is Kermit and that's their job for like huh. however long they want to do it for. Basically,
2: it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Is it like a big? It's a big honor to be to you yeah, know to do like Bugs Bunny or something, I guess.
1: Like and like, there's a like, especially now, like voiceover artists are like, they're really well revered. So like Peter Cullen, who did like Optimus Prime and stuff, and Frank mm. Welker, they're like, they're big deals.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah they mean, are. Like, so much like... so
1: that like when they did the Transformers movie, I know you and Brandon said oh, I'm a massive fan of Transformers, even though I'm talking about boy up Transformers right now. I'm not a big fan of Transformers, but um, Optimus Prime is one of my favourite toys, but I'm not a big
2: Transformers fan. <laughs> okay, you're definitely more of a Transformers fan than I am, let's put it that way.
1: Well, I have one Transformer toy, that's it, that's the... <laughs> well, no, like, I, have, I have the Ecto-1 Transformer. Have to. <laughs> but, but, did you know they're doing a Bats of the Future Transformer toy? It's called GigaWatt, and it's basically oh. a Denorian that transforms... God. (laughs) I'm buying it for you.
2: Uh, Thanks. (laughs) I watched Back to the Future. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Could have talked about that earlier. (laughs) Guess what? Good film.
1: (laughs) Oh, I told you I had a really good idea for how to do a a legacy sequel to it. But uh, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll tease
2: that. Tease Ollie's Back to the Future.
1: Yeah. So what's yeah he, Mel off, Blank? That's what I was talking officer
2: about. Officer Shortshift. Um, yeah, who's um he's like I don't know why he pulls him over, but he um he tells is it for Milo. Just oh, I
1: can't remember. It might be. <laughs> I'm sure it's just. But he asks
2: Milo if he wants a long or short sentence, and Milo picks short. So M- Mister Officer Shortshift gives him a p- yeah, piece of paper uh, with is... "I am" written on it. Yeah, I am because it's the shortest sentence he knows, and like I just. At this point, I was like, I think these puns are going to kill me. Yeah, it's my <laughs> I'm going to survive I was like, <laughs> no. It's one of these <laughs> films. If, if this is going to be this constantly. <laughs> and it is just, it is just this like, I don't know. Like, Milo doesn't really have like an arc or anything. He doesn't really I have guess.
1: much of a character, really.
2: No, he's just really, the the author just is really just concerned with putting as much like kind of wordplay as he can into yeah. into a book i think like but um then he says he's going to the castle cuz he's decided he's going to go to the castle in the air isn't he yeah and um when he says it in this magical world wherever it's called like it all goes dark and thunder cracks and everything like that and and um Milo's just like yeah that's fine <laughs> like, <he> doesn't <laughs> think that's like a bad omen or something
1: but yeah so he carries on he ends up in the doldrums
2: well, no. First, he was oh. the weatherman. Oh shit! Who... Yeah, is,
1: I... is it weather or? <laughs> Again, I couldn't or...
2: stand this character. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he travels he, um... around in balloons. Yeah, with questions on them, like you know those those questions. What are those words? I'm not. I'm not good at English. What are those words that are like how, what, why? Yeah yeah, 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 he he's he's like he's a character who's obsessed with those questions, um, and he just kind of. I don't know, he annoys Milo until Milo goes away I think, <laughs> that's basically what happens and then he um, he falls asleep at the wheel and that's ends it, up in yeah, the doldrums the yeah, and the doldrums are like uh, like mucus covered they're really well animated things. though, they look cool yeah, they're called the um lethargians yeah, the lethargians but they start um,
1: to like take over him in the car but oh he's already yeah. met tok at this point hasn't he we forgot about no 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 no, oh, no no he hasn't met tok yet no oh, no talk.
2: it's just tok saves him from the doldrums like that's it but like i was just <sighs> this is such seventies america for me this the doldrum section because the, the thargians are saying stuff like it's against the law to think in the doldrums and and it's the doldrums are where you end up if you don't pay attention and you daydream um yes, and they the convince you yeah, like, and it's properly like this kind of seventies of like, you must work, work, work in America. Like, never ever be creative or think or daydream or anything. Like, it's just you have to be on it all the time. Well,
0: There's one thing that's
1: a... I forgot to mention about. Um, apparently, when Chuck Jones like first became an animator, like one of the things they say to you is, "Okay, you've got you've got a hundred thousand drawings in you before you're actually any good." Okay, it's like this kind of mentality that you have to be like i know this is not related to what we're talking about now it just popped up in my head but um I'd go for it you, you had to be like so, like an engineer you had to be so perfect at your job until you're allowed yeah. to do your job you can't yes you can't like find your way or kind of mix it yeah. up or kind of experiment. which is something i really disagree with yeah exactly like, i yeah. agree with that too and you, you know i think what uh what's his name he does uh, brad birds kind of got that same mentality
2: sure i bet yeah. he does yeah i bet he and, does um
1: you know because he probably is taught by these guys who were from he this would have era. been because he was fired from Disney, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was, a, yeah, so, so um, t- yeah, yeah. And then, like, I remember my first day of uni sitting down, and um, you know, I can draw, that's what I do for a living, and um, even back then, you know, I could draw, you know. And the first question they asked was, like, who do who of you think you can draw? And like, I put my hand up because you know. I could draw i mean i'm not can. gonna say i was the best artist and whatever, world <laughs> yeah, ever but sure draw. and i looked around no one else had their hands up and i was thinking i just said you're on an animation course and you don't think you can draw what
2: yeah what, <laughs> what's going yeah. on like what's going because, on yeah
1: and then the, 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 our teacher ross was like you think you can draw prove it and so i did a drawing is that's not very good and i was like what? who are you who are you to what's judge this? on what yeah you fuck know, you <laughs> And so, and it started to ho- like. He obviously was hoping for someone like me to say this, so he could kind of,
2: yeah, have his little game that he yeah. wanted to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, just yeah.
1: Like, oh, that just sorry, <laughs> just, that that no, no, I'm
2: absolutely with you. That kind of mentality it just puts people off getting into arts and doing stuff. Yeah. And arts is meant to be fun, and arts meant to be creative, and you meant to be able to you meant to be able to fail. We've talked about this a lot with different directors. Like you, sh- like you should be able to fail at stuff and, and it not ruin you you know <laughs> yeah like you should be able to get stuff wrong and be able to try again and stuff and the it's idea like, that you can just got you know once you can do something once right and that's it, is really it's really like
1: i was chatting like, to brandon about it earlier today and he goes it's like arts being creative is not like like a kettle a kettle uh, succeeds yeah. like it's got one function it boils water yeah like yeah but being a creative is it's, it's all subjective so yeah Yeah, I may not be the best artist, but to some somebody, that may look really cool. That's what you, yeah. Really shit drawing. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. But like this film, to me, kind of treats it as like, no, you must. I don't know. Just you have to be perfect. I don't know. It's weird.
2: It is. And like, there's a the talk comes and saves him from the doldrums. Now, oh yeah, with with (laughs) And uh, and um, he says a quote to Milo. He says like um. He says it's bad enough wasting time rather than killing it, is what he says. And I'm yeah. like, that's not a lesson for a kid. A kid sure. should be allowed to waste time. Like, how a stupid thing to tell a child that he's not allowed to relax and daydream. Like, I just think that's so weird to me. Like, no wonder people are messed up if that was, like, what their, yeah. like, <laughs> children's animation was yelling at them. Um, The doldrums are kind of cool, though, and I like how they're, like, little snot creatures that kind of merge together. Yeah, um, I, I and- like that. And, um, and they start
1: to consume the, the car, really, don't they? Kind yeah, of, the uh,
2: car gets like, all uh, covered in mucus or whatever. and and uh,
1: So he has to kind of, like, be smart to get out of... That's the, right, and he starts
2: to, just naming scientists, doesn't yeah, he? <laughs> <That's out>. his...
1: <laughs> e equals MC squared, yeah. <laughs> and he kind of gets a bit... You know, the I forgot
2: that it. he just starts naming inventors like Thomas Edison and stuff like that, and that means that he's intelligent, which is <laughs> I don't think that works that way. But this is the point when I was just like, this cartoon would tell me off that I didn't do like a STEM major, like if I'm not <laughs> I, like I didn't do like science and technology and stuff like that. Like this, this cartoon would hate me for that. Like I really got that impression from it. And then you get, oh bloody song! Now you get like they, time is a gift. I think it's called, and Tok sings it. Um, <laughs> I hate to go back with... to what we were just talking
1: about. Sorry, Miyazaki is <laughs> one hundred percent that person yeah. though, who thinks you have to yeah, be yeah. perfect to do something. But for some reason, his work doesn't. For some reason doesn't. That doesn't come yeah. out of the work. It doesn't anyway.
2: come through. Yeah, his work is really about a lot of like environmental stuff, isn't it? As yeah. well, um, it does a little bit. There is a yeah. lot of a lot of her his story is a bit kind of showing like about making your own way like um spirited away is really about th- this child working until she you know gets some responsibility or something and yeah. that's good for her kind of thing so and there is a little bit of that in them it just doesn't yeah. come across the same does it <laughs> yeah anyway it seems more life affirming than this does I so guess. sorry
1: he gets out of the doldrums and then he's is this where he's at the pass where he sees the two different <laughs> The towns that have been separated.
2: Yes, which looks a little bit like a Roadrunner landscape to me.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, all the backgrounds of that have, have got that kind of pastely little... kind of yeah look, which I really like because it kind of separates it from the animation, but in a, a way that fits like my biggest pet peeve in animation. And I don't like it when the backgrounds are like perfectly like lifelike. Like, okay. A lot of old Disney did it. Yeah, and then yeah. you have kind of got these simplistic animated characters over the top. Is I that, mean, that I like Hanna B-
2: Hanna Barbera?
1: No, Hanna Barbera a bit more um stylized. They're they're a bit more like uh, like this film.
2: But um, okay,
1: like my my one of my other animation te- teachers used to think that the she used to say the background should look exactly the same as the character, which I kind of disagree with then because I think mm. the character would get lost.
2: Mm. Yeah, but I really I like the that.
1: simplicity of like the expressionness of of this kind of background as opposed to yeah. like a fully realistic one.
2: Yeah. Like I, I'm not I a do. big fan of I realistic
1: animation anyway. I think it kind of, I don't know.
2: It takes it has a bit to... of fun of animation away yeah, a little bit. I think bit. so. Like, I, I, like in this animation is great and you get all that kind of squash squish and stuff in yeah, yeah. a little bit. And it, it does feel really like watching it was fine to me. Like it was lovely to watch and, and kind of, I was kind of really happy Chuck Jones had like an actual film. You know, this isn't. I was. I knew that was like there was a live action and animated animated sections. I was really happy to find out that the majority of the film's animated. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I couldn't have dealt if it was just all, Milo.
2: Milo. Oh, wait, but wait. I was saying that, like, that's when Toc sings "This time Is a gift, and the songs in this bloody film are awful. Yeah, like, they're not great. <laughs> and that, and that, I couldn't tell you one of them. Like I, I wrote down the names of them when they popped up to try and remember them, but they're, they're so unmemorable, and they're so unmusical. They're so uncreative, like, as, as, as music. So basically, Which she's a real shame.
1: So basically, you're in the middle of like two towns, aren't you? So you've kind of got, did, yes. what are they called? So you've got like one that's like a word. Like,
2: uh, do you want me to reveal the conflict to the the world? Yeah, go on, go on. Like, oh, so there's the kingdom of wisdom. Yeah. So the kingdom of wisdom, and when the old king died, it split into Dictionopolis and Digitopolis, and both of them are arguing which is more important, words or numbers. <laughs> um, and in the, <laughs> and in the background are the mountains of ignorance, Ollie. And, if, and who don't care about experts. <laughs> and there's a guy called Chroma who likes rainbows. There's another guy. Um, and and they think about princesses. <laughs> like, what <laughs> happens with the princesses? Oh, yeah, the princesses. They, they're at they, the they're, end, aren't they? So Dictionopolis is run by a king, as, and Digitopolis is run by the math magician. Yeah. And when they go to the princesses who took over from the dead king of wisdom, and to ask them which one's better, words or numbers, they go, Well, this doesn't fucking matter. And they get really angry at them and they lock them in the tower. That's what happens. They bit lock bit rhyme like... and reason into the castle yeah. in the air. So and they... I
1: think he first goes to Dictionopolis.
2: Yeah, he never actually goes to Digitopolis in this film. I thought he did. If he doesn't. He just meets the math magician in a cave. Oh okay. He doesn't actually, like, go, he doesn't actually go to the city, which I thought was ridiculous. But anyway, so he goes to Dich- yeah.
1: Dictionopolis, and he's kind yes. of like it's kind of like a, a market where they're selling words and stuff. So he he, he goes to buy like these big words, isn't he? Because he thinks it will impress Ralph or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you can definitely hear some Mel Blanc in here. Yeah, you like can. selling the words, and then he's like, like he he tells the little boy, "You don't want these big words. <laughs> yeah. H- have good and." day or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, he goes into these re-
2: massive words and he can't even say them and then Sellers like oh, you stupid kid. Look, here's yeah. a kid word for you. Go away. And then you meet the he Humbug.
1: Meets,
2: he meets the spelling bee the spelling and the bee. Humbug. Yeah, uh, Who don't like each other for reasons that are never explored. I but love have
1: I love the spelling bee though because he's kind of like that scruffy animation. Yeah. And yeah I think yeah, yeah. later on, I think it's in the same sequence, you've got those purple cloud things that are kind of just swirling around the whole time. It's yeah. just like paint like swirled around. And I really like yeah. that effect of that's kind of quite experimental animation where you're just kind of like fucking around and you're seeing what you can do. Okay. I, quite, I quite like that. Because then they animate, then they put the Chuck Jones kind of stuff over the top with the hands and the
2: yeah, faces and stuff. Yeah. I quite liked the design of Dictionopolis as well. I think like if I remember correctly, uh on it on it, when he starts getting closer to digi- Digitopolis, Dictionopolis, all the landscapes start becoming words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and like everything starts being made out of words like on trees and, and like the yeah. and like grass just has grass written on it a hundred well, yeah, yeah, times make exactly, makeup yeah. and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool and I thought it looked really great actually.
1: You know it was really good. And then yeah, so um, you meet spelling Bee.
2: Yeah, and Spelling B and Humbug have a fight um, and they wreck the market and words go flying around. I don't
1: understand what Humburg is doing in this film. I really can't. No. I couldn't understand what was going
2: on with that <laughs> no, character, to be honest. No. I don't know why he's called Humberg. Um, I don't know anything. No, I don't understand anything about Humbug at all. Um, yeah. But basically, the words guilty land on Milo and Officer Short turns up and locks him in jail for six million years.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Because, <laughs> you know, cops... Um, uh, but he takes Tock
1: th- as well, doesn't he? Tock goes in prison with him as well.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah, and um, they well, we end up in to jail. I forgot to mention Tock
1: is a dog, and in in his stomach, he's got a clock. that
2: ticks. That's right. He's a watchdog. Watchdog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, this whole film is budumpty. Yeah. Uh, he um. In jail, he meets the good witch, who's somehow related to that annoying guy that we met earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and she, he, she then tells Milo about the princesses of Rhyme and Reason who are barraged to the castle and for being centralists when <laughs> they couldn't make a decision. So, and he decides that he has to go and um, uh, save Rhyme and Reason to stop these two, um, this I don't know these two warring kingdoms. But this king
1: guy, he doesn't, he just, he says, he agrees to let Milo attempt to speak to his brother or whatever, the the mathematician. Yeah. Yeah. So he Um, says, okay, you can, you can do it. Yeah. So when he sees the mathematician, the mathematician disagrees. He says, no, I won't. What's his, like, I won't go along with it. But then there's the whole kind of, so you disagree agree that he agrees and then do you agree that you both disagree and he's like yeah i agree to that
2: no no oh, <laughs> dumb i hit the king song about how good words are annoyed me so much <laughs> <laughs> and then later on the mathematician's song about how good numbers are annoyed me even more because he's using words how can he say that numbers are better when he has to use words to describe like his song and talk a lot Just of these sequences me.
1: reminded me of stuff in Sword and the Stone, like that kind of... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, similar look to them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he basically says, "Um, because there's no rhyme or reason in the world, words are losing all meaning. Um, yeah. So go and save the princesses, and for some reason the humbug goes along.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I
2: I don't know. <laughs> and uh, the king gives Milo a bag that contains all the words he knows. That's important. Um, yeah. And oh, we forgot my favorite character. Before they get to Dictionopolis, they meet um, they meet this uh guy called Cacophonus, Cacophonus, who Cacophonus a Discord. That's it. Who's a guy who just really likes noise, and um. He sings oh, a song yeah, about how great noise is. He's got the
1: the little wagon that's like Yeah. It's like a TARDIS inside.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And he has a pet that's called the Awful Din. And the awful din's my favourite character yes. ever. <laughs> like, he's just a big grumpy cloud who's who's made up of rare and exotic noises. And <laughs> people always yell at him, Stop that awful din. Uh. Um he's the best and he sings a song. And
1: was the di- was the awful din the pink thing that was moving around. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, a yeah. big
2: purple cloud, yeah. The awful yeah, like I said, like I watched this
1: two days ago, but it's kind of it's
2: kind of just <laughs> it's kind of slipping away. Slipping yeah. away, yeah. Uh yeah, they get to a they then they meet a dodecahedron who um I don't know. Uh, they have to yell maths at it or something and the wall <laughs> opens. <laughs> um but you never actually get to math ma- Digitopolis. You just meet the mathematician now in yeah. that cave and they Mathematician sings a song about how great numbers are and they go short and he gives Milo a pencil that can write any mathematical formula which I would argue is just any pencil I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this pencil special <laughs> I don't know um, but it's like as good as I've... Penny
1: Crayon's pencils is it
2: exactly well, it's, not, it's just a pencil Penny but, um,
1: Crayon she can draw anything she likes
2: Anybody... I can't believe you remember is that I can't remember uh, at all <laughs> um, I thought this was really weird that someone comes from Di- Dictionopolis, the humbug, and they don't get anyone from Digitopolis. Yeah. So I thought like the whole kind of plot of the cartoon is that obviously you can't be this entrenched in your positions. Yeah, and you'd argue have all two people that go along from the, the two different yeah. factions that kind of and get them to get on. Yeah, and that I think it's that like would be like Gimli
1: and Legolas, you know.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, they needed a they need they got a Gimli. They needed a Legolas in this, Yeah. or the other way around, whatever. Yeah, and they didn't. And I just thought that was really odd because the humbug just basically then has nothing to do. There's no reason the humbug's there for the rest of the film.
1: I like when I was watching the film. I was like, I don't know if I just nodded off for a second. But I was like, why? Why is the humbug in the car? What's going on? Like, I, th- I, I don't I just, know. Did I have a stroke midway through the film and just kind <laughs> of forgot what was going on?
2: I think, like for some reason, the king says, "Does anyone want to go with you?" And the spelling bee bites his bum, and that means the Humber goes with them. But oh, that's... Okay, but I don't know. But that they, they you do meet this is kind of the best animation, I think, at this point, because that's when they meet Chroma, the guy who conducts sunsets. That was—he's
1: uh, my favorite character, I think.
2: And uh, yeah, he's and he um—he's just—he's conducting the sunset, isn't he? When they meet him, and yeah. Like Chuck Jones is really showing off, I think, with the backgrounds and the animation. Of this. Yeah, 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 I think it looks really cool. Like, especially how all the colors and the tones all kind of start changing. Well, especially when everything. when
1: he goes to sleep and he's. T- yeah. For some reason, he asks Milo to wake him up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't so understand that bit at all. But at when all.
1: Milo starts conducting, that's when it gets really interesting. and in like,
2: yeah, or gets fu- he fucks up the world. <laughs>
1: yeah. So then throughout the rest of the film, it's just the constant, it's constantly shifting, which must have been like a right nightmare to do that. It must have been, yeah. More like computers and stuff.
2: But yeah, he messes up the sky, which you know that's not 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 good going, Milo. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought the conductor as well um, really yeah. reminded me of that Chuck Jones Bugs Bunny. Um, cartoon when he's the conductor oh I if, yeah, yeah i wonder if he was referencing it i oh, probably i, I yeah. thought like um but it reminded me of that quite well, a like
1: bit. The, the thing i liked about that scene is it's like a lot lot like the looney tunes where it's all kind of the actions orchestrated to music yes so yeah like you know symbols like people like in the orchestra would tsh, tsh, would yeah. be like the clashing of like thunder and stuff like that, and i love that's one of my favorite things in animation when they use music as sound effects
2: yeah, I wanted more of that yeah. in this film, I have to say. In a, in a film that was selling itself as a, you know, a musical, they didn't really do much with music in this, and there wasn't much animating to that music. When they sang yeah. the song, they just kind of just sang it, really. Yeah. It wasn't that inventive. Excuse <laughs> me? Three. It's all right. Um, so, yeah, they they keep going into the mountains of ignorance now. Um. Uh. And they come across loads of uh, demons now, which are kind of. Some of these are kind of cool. I thought. Did you notice um, though
1: that the animation kind of gets scruffy with them? Yeah. So I, I don't that. know if there was if that was trying to be like a metaphor or something to saying that these are like things you don't need in your life or so. I don't know. Like.
2: Right. Like. Yeah.
1: And so they're kind of a bit, kind of like even their animation is a bit cruder and. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Rougher, yeah, I think. So it, the I, think f- it's- I like
1: the one that uh, that's kind of like, oh Christ, I can't think. It looked like a bit of a bug kind of thing with the big collars. And um, which
2: one was that one? Yeah, um, oh, I can't remember now. Well, I remember the first one they meet is the senses taker, who's the, the, that's who the one, that's the one. Take takes away their sense of direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of cool, and that that, but they stop him by not letting them take away their sense of humor. And they That's open sick. up a, a bottle of laughter that they got from the noise dude. Um, then
1: he starts laughing as well, doesn't he? And he
2: starts laughing as well. Yeah. So the next one they meet is Trivium, who's like, oh, who I think it's kind of creepy, and he's just like distracting them to do um, pointless stuff. Like they get him to move like a pile of sand with tweezers or dig for a cliff with a needle. Um, yeah, because
1: they because they get a, a humbug, don't they? And he's like, he's poking like yeah the rocks with a, a needle and stuff like that.
2: But I quite yeah. kind of liked some of his lines. He was just like, you know, if you always do the easy and useless jobs, you'll never get around to the important ones. And um, there are so many useless things left to do—paper clips to bend and fingernails to pick—which I thought that was quite a good line. <laughs> Is the next one uh, when they
1: fall down the hole and it's like that little kind
2: of? Yeah, the demon of insincerity that I just thought was incredibly cute. I didn't know why that was a demon. It was just a tiny little fluffy thing that he can't help being mean because he's like Danny that. DeVito. <laughs> It was it was dane i think Vito, just because
1: he, he looks like the lorax so I and mean, who is that kind of
2: <laughs> and then there's the um there's the big giant gen- one the big gen- the kind of gelatinous plant. giant yeah who um
1: and melts and then becomes like a river of
2: yeah he tries to eat them but the, he's he's the one thing they can't swallow or, yeah. or or he can't swallow ideas or something he hates yeah. change or something like that and and he melts it's all play on words <laughs> isn't it i mean yeah 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 it's... I was trying to remember them, I knew it was something. Then it's like. um, It's kind of. Then, like, they're just about to get to the castle, but then all the demons attack them. So you get, like, and they start naming them really quickly, but you don't get much to know about them. Like, there's um, the two faced they, they hypocrite.
1: Like the Megazord and they kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like... Yeah, so they're, they're, they all come individually. Because I remember there was one called the overbearing know it all, which really made me laugh. <laughs> um, and. They start using numbers and words together to defeat them? Well, he doesn't really he doesn't really. He mm. he just sets up a number four as a bow and arrow and starts shooting words oh, at them. It's yeah, not yeah, really yeah. using like numbers together, but I guess that's what they are trying to pretend he's doing. Um But yeah, they all form together to form like the ultimate demon. Like to form Brexit. <laughs> 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 and um, and like who's built out of malice and prejudice and cruelty and hate or something like, um, and the demon kind of attacks Tok and kills Tok, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, Um And, oh, he he defeats the demon by throwing the pencil at him with the power of truth, truth. or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which apparently the idea of truth that existed. That's what, like, like I was saying, like the,
1: the animation looks a bit rough around this bit. I don't yeah. know if like, this this part of the film wasn't as thought out as the rest, and I don't know if it was a bit rushed or
2: it did feel a little bit rushed compared to the rest of it. Like it it, did, like, yeah. you,
1: like you said, like you know they use the numbers like just as as like arrows and stuff, I and mean, it's
2: like yeah, well... it's not that inventive. It's, yeah, really, compared to what I thought it would be, much more inventive. It really wasn't that inventive. He just starts yelling out words at them basically, and like he, they don't like it. <laughs> um he yeah, defeats the big old big old demon and they get to the castle and the princesses tell them that he was the one, they were the one that sent the toll booth um, they needed to find a boy that was so bored that he would go anywhere or something, which is yeah. very weird, it's like the power of depression or something <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, the Milo's really upset that he broke the sky but the princesses is just like eh, it's fine <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> we can fix it, guys.
1: Yeah, because he wakes up and just fixes it. Yeah, he's gonna wake up at any at some point, anyway, isn't he? So, but does um, something wake him up? Something wakes him up.
2: If I, I, think, I don't know. I just remember the print. The princesses like fly through the world, don't they, and like fix everything. Um...
1: Well, I know they obviously talk. Like, becomes alive again. He like you know he he starts talking yeah. again.
2: I don't know oh, They go to a party They have a stupid party Don't they
1: I I can't remember Man I'm sorry But my mind Has just <laughs> totally gone Blank on this film I'm Like what's happened What happened
2: They have no, like no. A little party at the end Isn't it And they all go like Yay The world's I fixed know, And then he just wakes up In boring life I know for life some reason
1: The um The humbug His clothing Goes a, a, a brighter shade And he's like Ooh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah you're right That does happen <laughs>
1: I'm like, why did that happen? Like, why did that happen?
2: <laughs> um, ah, uh, there was a weird. Yeah, he just wakes up and
1: he has. A, I know they have one final confrontation with the officer short If something happens,
2: they do. That. I literally can't remember the end of this film. I can't remember. <laughs> All I know is he wakes up, and his dumb friend is still on the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's like,
1: he's like, he said, "This really annoyed me." So he's on the phone to his friend. It's been five minutes or whatever yeah five minutes is like, long enough to hang up he's he's so angry to his friend who has no <laughs> idea what's going on he's like yeah can't you believe what i'm telling you and he hasn't told him anything yet and it's like chill, no. out, mate. chill out chill out
2: <laughs> and his dumb friend's just like hello uh. and he goes
1: look can't you believe what i'm telling you i i orchestrated the the sky or whatever yeah. and he's like yeah and, and his friend's like of-
2: what do you mean you or you conducted a sunrise um and Milo's like, well, somebody <laughs> has to conduct the Sunrise. How else do you get all the colours? And yeah. I was like, that is such a hey, God exists line in yeah. this book. Like, It's such like, hey, God, don't forget God's important too. But um, then, you,
1: um, then you find, then Ralph gets a... Well, Ralph you, gets the, a box, the, the yeah. The box wraps itself up and flies out of...
2: Flies Lord out of his window, yeah. <laughs> and
1: then obviously ends up in Ralph's bedroom.
2: <laughs> and Ralph's like, hey, what's this box behind me? And it's, it's a sequel setup. For the next one, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then Milo goes outside and he runs around and plays in the swing, which is lovely.
1: <laughs> Milo, Milo,
2: and he goes on a slide, and it's all lovely, and he's really happy now because this stupid adventure went on. To
1: be honest, I thought this film though would have set it up that he. He was happy to do his homework or something the way after that. Yeah, probably should have been. Now I'm going to do my maths and my English.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now I know how important maths is. I can't wait to do my maths homework. (laughs) Yeah, that was fine. I mean, (laughs) it's hard to love it.
1: Like like I said at the beginning, the animation, you can't fault it. It's fantastic animation. The characters look great. Yeah. You know, the you know they have classic Warner Brothers, and you know animate, yeah. animation animation uh, voice artists like doing the voices and stuff. So you kind of feel a little bit at home with it. Yeah, because you get
2: you get a lot of the voice actors are people that you know from like I'm, like I don't Disney. Don't want to say
1: it's boring, but it's it's very I don't know, like, <laughs> yes. like testing. Yeah. I don't know what the word like. It's just
2: it's very. Oh. God, okay. Yeah. Like, if the songs suck, that's the problem for me. Like, If the songs were fun, then I think it would have been a lot more fun to listen to and watch. But because the songs are so boring, I found it too difficult to kind of get into. Milo. Milo. Yeah. Or whatever the bloody songs they sing in it, I couldn't tell you one of the songs they sing in the world at right all. Now, I've, got, I've yeah. got
1: a list of them here somewhere. Uh, the soundtrack Milo song.
0: Mm-hmm. don't that say
1: one. that there's nothing to do in the doldrums time is a gift noise noise beautiful noise that's a good uh, one word market numbers are the only thing that count and rhyme and reason rain
2: oh yeah rhyme and reason rain <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're like <laughs> yeah like no one likes a really verbose song and like because it, it, cause it if you're trying to cram too many words in or big words in, just for the, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't necessarily make it a good song.
2: No, no, it doesn't. And it's just this is such, so, it was so preachy. I just yeah. couldn't. It was annoying me so much. It was so preachy. Even the fact that it's like, you know, heavily-handedly saying we're going to bring rhyme and reason back to the world to fix everything, and it's like, don't be like that. Uh, don't be such a cop.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> so, really annoying. <laughs> What would you give out of five, then?
2: I don't know, because the animation's brilliant. Like That's, the like, I guess three, I guess.
1: Yeah, I was going to say two and a half, three. Like, I'd say three, and that's, pure... that's like, two and a half for the animation.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- I, I couldn't... I, it, I wasn't very theory. taken by the whole film, but yeah. I just really liked... The, the fact that Chuck, Chuck Jones does a whole film and it looks great is really cool. You-
1: you can see why it didn't take off with kids, because it's... I had a little bit of a whistle on in my voice. You do then. Um Yeah, I can see why it didn't take off with kids.
2: No, yeah, um, I agree.
1: You know, what What animated film came out this year? It's got to have been a
2: Disney film. Have a look, yeah, a good idea. I was going to say as well, because we, we're giving, um, while you looked that up, we're giving Chuck Jones a lot of credit. But there is uh, Abe Levito who's also the co-director of this. So and... I do
1: wonder if he directed the live-action stuff, or if he...
2: No, there's just... another director for live-action. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's three directors on the film. Uh, the, the guy who did the live-action stuff, I'll, get, I'll just put his name up, it's Dave Monahan, who doesn't seem to have any kind of credit to him apart from this. So it's like they just gave it to someone. I don't know. <laughs> Go film this kid. But I think Abe Levitow is a really big name in animation in his own rights. He worked under um he worked under Chuck Jones a lot. But I think uh um he his characters were more angular than other animators. Okay. And uh he ended up with his characters with fur looked extra shaggy, apparently. And that's just one of the things he brought to kind of the animations or something.
1: Yeah, so probably like that little like the the B and uh... yeah
2: yeah the B looks like his type of thing totally, but he also directed the film that's called Gay Paris, um okay. which was another animated film that came out with Judy Garland in 1962, and um, that was that was quite a big film apparently, but I've never heard of, I have to say but he I um if
1: he, I wonder if he created that big red character that's that's in Warner oh yeah Brothers, you know in the, Water... yeah probably the, 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 like the, he's in like the horror kind of funny yeah. one he's, like I can't think of his
2: name thing. but yeah. But um, he, I think he was really famous for doing Mr. Magoo and stuff like that as well later on. But uh, Abe Levito a bit of... Uh, he, Matt Groening says that Grandpa Simpson's named after Abe Levito. But he also says it's named after his grandfather, so I don't
1: know. He's called the Gossamer.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he was voiced by Mel Blanc. Of course he was. And he was created by Chuck Jones.
2: Oh, God. Okay. And he's even
1: got the same shoes as Milo one, I think.
2: <laughs> <He's a> little, <laughs> that's Chuck, kind of high tops. Chuck,
1: yeah, <laughs> Chuck Taylor's. Um, he died quite uh like soon after doing um. Phantom Tollbooth though, Abe Levito Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of why I wanted to kind of bring him up
2: because I think I it's easy to forget people. There's a production assistant who I'm trying to find who worked with him all the time, and I think he was a kind of guy that um, Chuck Jones would dump stuff on all the time. Oh, okay. And he was quite always a bit angry with chuck jones for doing that to him all the time but i can't remember i can't find his name now but he's quite a big name in animation and there's a bit of an idea that he might have like actually done most of the directing in this film oh. um but not got the credit for it i think he i think he got i think he's don morgan i think it is don morgan. if i just look it up morris noble that's it morris noble is the co-director online and the line and dot who worked with Chuck Jones for like years, basically. But yeah, he basically he um this guy, uh Morris Noble, he's the one who designed the kind of feature for Phantom Tollbooth. Um but he okay. didn't end up directing it for some reason. And I think they had oh. a bit of a falling out or something. I don't know. But he worked on all the kind of Doctor Seuss stuff with Chuck Jones.
1: Right. Okay, so like... uh I think we've done Phantom Tollbooth to death.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely um, now a Phantom.
1: What are we talking about next week then?
2: Uh next week is last one of the seventies and we're going to investigate Superman. <laughs>
1: da, the... da, 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 da,
2: da. Which I can't remember when I last watched. It's been a long time since. Seventy watched... Superman. Yeah. Definitely
1: in the last it would have been about fifteen years ago I last watched it. Which version do you want to watch, by the way?
2: Good question. What do, do you want, you want to think?
1: watch the Theatrical Director's Cut or TV Cut?
2: God, I'm not, let's not do the TV cut. I guess should we theatrical, Should, we go, should we
1: go theatrical if we're sticking to seventies? Yeah, it was released in the seventies.
2: I'm not a big fan of director's cuts. Um, I have issues with them. I think they're yeah. marketing. I think they're marketing ploys rather than anything useful. Like fair enough. <laughs> and um, because they're rarely ever actually cut by the director, which is always weird. Like the idea that a director is the best person to cut a film, I think, is really weird. Well, you, a I think it's just to say they have final cut. Really, that's what it is. Really. Yeah, I just I don't know. I Always find it a bit weird. But yeah, first Superman, 1978, directed by the um, Richard Donner. Yeah. Who had an interesting fucking tale with this film. Yeah. I would say.
1: So anyway, uh, thanks for uh, listening. Um, don't forget, uh, whatever app you use or service you use to listen to podcasts, please give us a review, a like, whatever we'd really appreciate it uh, share it with your friends your family that'd be really nice um, you know so whether it's uh, Spotify Stitcher Apple Podcasts YouTube uh, a- Apple Music or is it Apple Podcasts what is it
2: <laughs> Apple Podcasts is it Apple Podcasts <laughs> I don't know. it's not on Apple Music
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, but yeah um, yeah you can also reach out to us on Twitter we are at adjustyourtrack that's uh, so a YR not a your. and uh, yeah don't forget, if the pitch is bad, always adjust your tracking. Oh, yeah. oh there's one thing that, like, because I bought the Deftones, it reminded me of the first time me and you saw the Deftones live. Oh, yeah. Did you? I don't know if you remember this story, but uh, <laughs> I I had a friend who was in a band with at the time, and he got kicked out of the band, but he bought me Deftones tickets before he got kicked out of the band. And I'd paid him for these tickets. And, yeah. um And, you know, I, knowing there was a bit of tension between me and him, I was like, Liam, buy a ticket to see the Deftones. And I'm sure you're like, yeah, I want to see the Deftones. So I've got <laughs> you to buy a ticket and you bought one. And um, because because remember, like, the year before, my mum and dad took us to see Corn <laughs> in Manchester. So your parents <laughs> were like, we'll take you to Manchester. It's only fair that, you know, we'll... Because we were only, like, 15 at the time or whatever. Sure. And um, I remember then phoning up um, Russ to go, okay, I've, I've sorted out the lift. We're going to Manchester on this day, aren't we, to see Deftones, you know? And he's like, oh, Ollie, man, I'm really sorry, but um, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, I, someone at college didn't believe me that I had Deftones tickets, so I took them in. And I must have left them in my pocket when I came home because my mum washed my jeans and the, the tickets were in my pocket. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking at them now and they're all in tatters. <laughs> And I was like, You've, "What? What? Because no, I was obsessed. Well, still, I'm obsessed with the death tones, But um
2: <laughs> what, and, what is, That's not a true story. Uh, and it? so, is that going to be the spoiler?
1: So I phoned. So I phoned at the venue. And I was like, "Look, here's the order number for the tickets. Can I get replacement tickets or whatever? And yeah, oh, no, you can't do that. I mean, luckily in this day and age, we've got printable tickets that you get sent to your email, yeah. so you know you're you're covered on that front. But um. So I was like, I phoned him and said, well, I want my money back. And he goes, well, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I haven't got the money at the moment, blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, this is, this just smells like bullshit. Yeah, So when I does. knew he was at college, I phoned up his house and his mom answered. And I was like, you didn't by any chance wash some of, of Russ's jeans with like Tones <laughs> tickets in it. And she was like, she goes, no, I'm cleaning his room now. And I can see them on his pin board. And I was like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, you motherfucker. <laughs>
2: And I mean, so, he spoke to his mom yeah so, <laughs>
1: and then um he phoned me back obviously when he finished college he was like oh i'm really sorry but uh oh there's this there's this girl i really like at college and i promised her she could have the ticket i'm like yeah but that's my ticket you dickhead i paid yeah, for it
2: but then to refuse to give you money and then he was you...
1: like yeah so yeah we'll go and i'll meet you then i was like you fuck it so like i was like so i went to school with the other band members of the band we were called chump state really bad band uh, i was like isaac was the drummer and i was like i care do you want to get your because like russ had been a bit of a dickhead and that's why we we kicked him out of the band and i was like do you want to get your own back on russ here i've got a story to tell you so i told him the story i've just told you and he's like where are you meeting them and i said well i haven't decided where we're going to meet yet he goes meet him outside mcdonald's in certain coalfield and we'll stand me and sean will stand up on the the parking lot above it because you've got a good vantage point up there (laughs) and we're gonna egg him so i don't know if you remember this but your mom and dad parked on the opposite side of mcdonald's me and you met russ but we stayed a good distance away from him and then i
2: don't uh, remember this at all uh, he
1: got pelted with eggs (laughs) and i forgot that russ is quite a big guy and he was wearing a leather trench coat like like down to his ankles and we had to sit in a Tiny, your mum. What does your mum have like a golf?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, and we had to sit in this car with him in the middle, just stinking of raw eggs the whole way.
2: Through. <laughs> I don't remember this <laughs> at all in the slightest. Oh my god, that that's, that's so a, weird.
1: What happened? Rescue's oh, did I just got pelted by eggs from nowhere? I'm like, really?
2: <laughs> it's a drive by egging, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what are we talking about today?